world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag. We are Church Tech. It's time to level up. Is like reach and is our followers the only metric uh, that we should consider? Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. My name is Blessing Bofu and I'm joined by Chris Wilson. Um, hey, hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, Blessing. Uh, well, it's a little rainy here, but it's okay. Mm, summer rain, eh? It's not a bad thing, right? Makes summer me feel rain. fine. That's cool. And especially if it's been hot, right? And it has been hot, but now mm. it's, uh, it's fresh. So what are we talking about today, Chris? Uh, so I thought we could um, talk about how we evaluate success as Christians and how we are measuring our ministries and i have a few reasons for this because i mean partially there's this uh, big topic that's going on at the moment with the rise and fall of mars hill and in this week's episode they talked about how the sort of digital ministry team were seeing the results from what they were doing they were seeing that the engagement went higher and they kind of just followed that but there's also i think it's been a conversation that we've had in churches for a while where you, if you look at either extreme you get comments like either well we have to you know we need to focus on being as fruitful as productive as possible for the kingdom and then the other side kind of goes no it's all about being faithful and uh, to lay my cards on the table i wonder if we can if there's um if we need to think about elements of both that basically we should try and be fruit uh we should try and be productive and fruitful in that way, but we need to not uh we need to do it via the right means and not sacrifice um integrity along the way for that. Um the, the first I mean, one of the things that I immediately think about is where do we get it wrong and uh what takes us there? An obsession with the numbers is it's easy uh to get wrong I'll, I'll actually i can give you an example today man um i was on twitter earlier today and i saw someone and it looked like they were literally just like stirring a fight between christians uh like calling out some christians for for certain attitudes and then i noticed that they were just plugging links to their store with merch like for the cuz i i was looking back over their tweets to try and get a context of why they were just like attacking this person. I just saw like get shirts, discount for whatever, this, this, and the other. I'm just like, man, is this, is this like just starting a fight so people will look at your profile so they'll go and buy stuff from you? I really hope that's not the case. Still really hope that they're not just like picking fights on Twitter with semi Christian celebrities, but, uh, semi-christian celebrities that's so funny um (laughs) but we are in that culture and 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 we have to be honest about it sometimes the lines are blurred christian leader yes influence yes but then where where is that line between uh being a leader and celebrity and all that and i guess it kind of fits into some of what we're discussing because i've seen some of what you're describing where some people say something very controversial it gets a reaction and once they have a reaction and and lots of people engage and or respond to some of that, then they would 
somehow later come back to that thread and say, uh, since I've got your attention, <laughs> take a look at this other stuff, which is similar to what you're describing. Yeah, but then I, there's, I think like we have to acknowledge that Twitter kind of lends itself to, to taking a more extreme view because it's very hard to give a nuanced opinion in 280 characters. When it was... 140 how on earth did yeah they've even had to increase that right yeah but but even still like and and you don't want to see a tweet which goes there are exceptions of course and you know depending on circumstances but this is a uh an opinion which i have like you you don't want to see that you want to see like a firm statement so so i think twitter probably makes stuff worse but but that's exactly the point about where if we're pursuing the metric of uh, reactions or something like this, we're going to to encourage more controversial things where instead of these more nuanced, more... Yeah, so, so we basically just keep creating to feed the reaction monster or the engagement monster, if I can call it that. So I suppose we're kind of also framing this in the context of content and online engagement and all that. Uh, but it also can translate to other areas of church life if you really think about it. You know, the the pastor, there was a sort of an edgy theme or content in terms of the message or preaching series or teaching series and the church reacted a particular way or or the community in the church saw like billboard ad um, from something that was a little edgy. And so now we need to get on this thing where we are packaging sermons a certain way, where we preaching a certain way and stealing a certain, I'm saying stealing, I was actually going to go into like this idea where we also try to sort of steal from pop culture and reappropriate that, you know, for church life. We kind of play on movie titles, for example. We steal lyrics from songs, uh, you know, kind of from pop culture because, because, hey, it engages people, we get a reaction and we get attention. But could we, could we settle on that? There's some sort of, I mean, the means justifies the end. I mean, ultimately, we're kind of trying to get people to Jesus, so no foul. It's definitely good to think about how we can be as effective as possible with the resources we have. Um, and, and that we shouldn't deny trying to uh, to reach as many people in our local community as possible. We We should make sure that we're to reach as many people in our local community as possible or, or to make sure that our message can spread as far as possible. But issue is um, that when that becomes the primary focus, where it's what will spread as far as possible rather than what should, what is the message that we should spread. So if we're, you know, if we're, building for the algorithm rather than making stuff that rather than adapting what we make to work for an algorithm that's the kind of uh issue that i see coming up although actually like playing devil's advocate from the whole mars hill series that that we've been looking at there can be negative side effects of being too successful if uh if you've got an issue if you've got a personality flaw and you're too successful too soon and you don't have you haven't developed the character yet to deal with that then then it's it's just going to be bad I, I like that idea in terms of just the the way that success can also amplify something 
regardless of whether it's healthy or not. There's definitely something to to really give attention to. But I just want to touch on this thing that you've raised, sort of the unintended consequences and the seen, the unseen impact, because we could get stuck in this scenario where we are creating content and we're kind of borrowing from culture, but then it also puts us in a particular box in terms of how people on the outside engage with us. So one person could argue and say, but if we do that, then we're relatable. And then another person would say, well, really, what you what you're basically doing as a church is just like a cheap knockoff of what of what we're seeing in culture. So why should I engage with anything else that I see that you're doing? So there's this air of being inauthentic and and just being or just being like these cheap skates. <laughs> like like you guys don't have any imagination. All you just do is waiting for pop culture to to create something so that you can try and appropriate that. And so in our bid to gain credibility with people around us or in our community that we're trying to reach, then we end up undoing. We potentially end up being counterproductive, if I can put it put the, 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 the. <laughs> We end up just, it ends up this just being counterproductive, if I can put it that way. So there's this guy on Twitter, Josh, uh, his handle is Josh Carlos Josh, and he'll do this joke often where he does like youth pastor voice and then he'll make a pop culture reference and then but twist it to be like pointing to like god or jesus so here's one example kids fleets might not be fleets forever but friends are friends forever if the lord's the lord of them uh, and stuff like this and he'll he does this all the time where it's like kids you know who's the real Lord of the Rings or something? Like that. Uh, and and it's like a parody on like the the kind of way that we try and be relevant to culture, and it's um, it's just cringy, yeah. And like obviously he plays it up to be uh, to be more cringeworthy, but um, but I think the idea of you know, speaking to the cultural zeitgeist and, and trying to be aware of that is something that we should do. Um, John Stott, back in, in the early 1900s, he originally said, you know, we should only be focusing on what is biblical truth and, and, and what is, uh, we need to focus on that. But then um, he, he realized, no, actually, we need to kind of put a foot in culture as well. And we need to bridge that gap and help see how does the biblical truth apply to our culture today? And I think, you, you know, if we look at uh, things that are going on in the world, if we look at uh, the big topics, um, we need to to be aware of them and be able to speak truth into them. Is he the one who said you should um, a Christian should hold the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other? I can't quite remember the quote, but he... He definitely talked about like building a bridge, an exegetical bridge was was one of the things. So maybe he did say this thing about the paper and the one of the big, big, big problems that we have in the church right now. Well, I don't think it's it's really unique to right now, right now, but I can say from my younger days, kid or when I was in kids' church, from kids' church to right through to my youth group, one of the things that I as I reflect, one of the mistakes that some of the leaders and people who were involved in those ministries used to make was to 
mistake, for instance, borrowing from, you know, pulling something from pop culture and slapping a Bible, you know, borrowing something from pop culture and slapping a um, Christian twist. Yeah, a Christian twist to it. And and one of the things that I I can actually tell you this because one of the a, a very good example can be VBS, uh, Vacation Bible School, is that we wait for the latest thing from Disney, and then we then kind of build a theme a theme around that, and then you know the theme is Shrek or whatever. I don't know what kids. I mean, you'd know <laughs> what better. What kids Chris. like right now? <laughs> what are kids? What are kids? What are kids watching these days? Uh, you know, Tangled. I'm, I think that's even. Paw Patrol, I think. Paw Patrol, yeah. exactly. Paw so Patrol, be like, Blaze and the Monster Trucks. and It'd probably be like Lord Patrol or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. But then there's really something wrong because I think that while, in a, while we're in a search for something that communicates in a way people understand or can relate to, it's also possible then that we confuse the messaging. I can imagine what that does to a kid where you can make a distinction, for example, between, I don't know what the characters in some of the shows are um, that kids are watching these days, or even on Netflix for that matter. You know, I don't know, Stranger Things. But I suppose the young, I mean, the slightly older, younger people, slightly older, younger people, um, would probably be able to have the mental agility to do that. But at the same time, I think that it kind of takes away the potential to allow what we want to communicate particularly or teach in terms of the scripture or in terms of spiritual formation. It, it takes away the potential impact or that the impact is watered down or diluted. I think that relevance, we need to really redefine what being relevant means. And I think that's one of the things that we actually are missing is being relevant doesn't mean that we're borrowing from pop culture. It means that we're able to engage pop culture from our vantage through our framework, uh, through our, you know, through this. I think we need to come back to a place of realizing that uh, relevance is about engaging present day culture in a way that doesn't mean that we are appropriating it. You know, we can app- we can be relevant to culture without appropriating the culture. And so being relevant being, means being able to engage culture from our worldview as Christians and speaking into the needs that exist in that time. It's, I guess it's the it's kind of difference between like, um, imagine a, a pastor who's like, what is the latest uh, Netflix sensation? Okay, my next sermon series is on that versus the pastor who's like, okay, uh, we're going to preach on I don't know, a book of the Bible or we're doing a topic, a theme series because of reasons. Um, and then they happen to, uh, to bring up maybe the latest Netflix show because it shows this worldview that we're living in or it shows an example of the problems that we're facing. Um, that I actually thought was one of the really interesting points from the uh, the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill this week, uh, where the guy t- mentioned um, they had previously been kind of mimicking culture and it was cringeworthy. And then instead, they focused on, on trying to lead the culture 
I think he uh, said something along the lines of waiting to repackage a movie, waiting to repackage a movie that's been made now uh, within three or four years. You're yeah, making, you're three or four years behind the culture. Yeah, you're three or four years behind the culture. And so in other words, there's a, there's a certain level of way we're appropriating pop culture basically makes you irrelevant. <laughs> it makes you irrelevant out the gate because by the time it hits, then it's like, you know, you're already behind. It's, it's, it's like parents discovering Facebook and then, and then they're like, oh, there's this new amazing thing called face, called the Facebook. And, and people, and then the young people are like, well, you know, we, we on, we on TikTok now. <laughs> and so. Oh, all right. Oh, we're on TikTok. <laughs> oh yeah. Or, or, or yeah. You know, so, so, so there's, there's this thing that we also need to think about is, is that context you know i think the the kind of idea of trend jacking though it it's it's famous for a reason like marketing teams do it all the time uh, uh, because if you can catch that riding wave then then you can help get yourself attention i just think that you know kind of coming back it's risky because it is just trying to get numbers for numbers sake getting engagement for engagement's sake and like, how can we, how can we hop on this opportunity rather than kind of thinking like what maybe being driven by the mission first? I think, I think that's the danger that, uh, that can come up that we, we get driven by our, our mission gets reduced down to engagement, gets reduced down to spreading a message. And then the message gets lost. Okay. So using the specific, the Mars Hill example. Uh, it seems like, from what we can gather from from the reporting and stuff like this, that basically Mark was deliberately becoming more aggressive and more over the top to boost the numbers, so that people would like react to that, and like, which is the Twitter effect, but in a sermon or through a sermon. <laughs> so then the sermon kind of ends up could all be caps. a sermon or it could be any other yeah all cap sermon <laughs> it could be a sermon but it could be any other thing that's related to spiritual formation it could be music for that matter it could be an art form that's that's involved it could be a a spiritual practice even uh you know how and I think Jesus even addressed some of this in, in, I think it could be in Matthew 6, where he says to the, the hypocrites, you know, when you're fasting, you know, you, you, you really put on a show so that people know. Or when you're praying, you know, you stand on the street corner and you shout the loudest um, so that people can see how pious you are. Rather than doing it for your father who is in heaven, who sees you in private. Yeah. So, so again, I think Jesus was also speaking into probably something that might have also been a trend in that time and it was unhealthy, but the practice that they should have been embracing was also being abused or manipulated for a purpose which was outside what God intended. And then at the end, it didn't achieve what it was supposed to accomplish in terms of what should have, which was help people draw closer to God. In fact, it just redirected the focus to themselves. And that's the other danger with the trend trend jacking is that the 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 attention the attention is is it ends up coming to us, and that's the danger of of trend jacking as well. 
is, hey, and as much as we can say that, hey, it's an opportunity to grab people's attention, um, hey, this is something that has people's attention, but then the, the other danger of it is that it ends up raising more conversation about us, uh, whether as individual Christians or even as a church. I have seen where things end up just backfiring in the sense that pastors, you know, end up on TV and they say, yeah, you know, we, we're just getting attention and stuff. But then it ends up more about the church engaging the trend rather than about um, something deeper. And then, the, and then that ends up the object. I could be also just speaking from a one-sided view. And maybe we're preaching to each other as a choir. It's very interesting when we look at the example of Jesus and how he interacted with people. Because at moments, he's clearly trying to lose these people who are following him. Uh, like he says things like, um, he says like, the son of man has nowhere to rest his head. People leave. They they go away. They can't believe it. Um, and... Um, yeah, and and in fact, like during that time, you see, like he he grows his crowd, his audience, his following massively, and then he just has this period where he's getting rid of people, saying tough things, controversial things, uh, pushing them away. And you know, like the devil's advocate would be that uh, isn't this exactly what people, uh, some of these preachers are doing? They're saying these controversial things not because they want more followers, but actually to challenge people to follow uh follow what, what what's godly and right and uh you know Jesus was was sometimes very rude to people as well look at how he spoke to the pharisees you know some of these tweets are are nothing compared to that uh so you know that that's the counter argument to it yeah i i think that this there's a lot that we need to wrestle with here in an attempt to cut through the noise of the culture by trying to kind of say to the culture, look, we are one of you. We actually can get, stand risk to be, uh, to get lost in that. And as a result, our message also gets lost in that. And there has to be a better way that we engage people within our church, uh, within our communities that is anchored in relating to people. There has to be a way that is anchored. There has to be a way uh, that we can reach and connect with people in our churches and in our communities that is anchored in, in relating to people uh, that can stand outside of uh, stealing a movie title or twisting a, a book title or twisting a movie uh, reference. I'm sure that with all the creativity that we've been endowed with as the church, surely there has to be a way that we can find that doesn't necessarily borrow. You know, I'm not saying that we can't get ideas and be creative and all that. I think the big thing is how can we connect in a very real way without getting swept up in the relevance thing? It's amazing to me how many people worry about being relevant and they focus on things like, are we speaking about the latest TV shows rather than, are we talking about the issues of racial injustice? Are we talking about the issues of unemployment? Are we talking about the issues that are affecting people on their day-to-day -day existence. But, you know, we're relevant because we talk about uh, we talk about stranger things. 
they, we have to do better. I'm sure there is a way to do better. And I think, and I hope that as, as the church and as churches, wherever we are, creatives, uh, church leaders, pastors, church communities, people involved in content creation or spiritual formation in any way, we wrestle with this a little more. That's really my hope. We might not have answered all the questions. In fact, I don't think we're, we've answered, we're trying to answer questions. I think we're just wrestling with some of those things because we want to see us get better and do better because I'm convinced that we can be better and there's more, there is better, there is a better way and, 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 and that can be uh, effective as well. Yeah. The question is, do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast? We hope you do. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag, and tell us what you love about the Church Mag podcast. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We love them. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. What do you call that? Is it like repetitive stress injury? Uh, no, uh, yeah, it is a little bit of that. I was going to say, it's not RSI. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's just a different kind of RSI than the RSI I had last year. So, or earlier this year, actually, I guess. It's a tough life, bro. It's a tough life. I'm telling you, man, I need more space. Yeah, man. Or less things. Let's go back to the topic anyway. Okay, I don't know if you heard the train. Did you hear the train? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, I can hear the train. I'm always hearing the train. You can't hear the train. Um. Well, okay. Let me. Do, can I do the take two and then you can pop in? You can. You can get in touch by using the hashtag CMagCast. Actually, we can have this from uh, from the guy who has a great voice. I forget, Larry. We can use Larry's voice. Don't use my voice, man. <laughs>